Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and our Invasion of the Body Snatchers retrospective podcast, where every Friday and every Wednesday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. The We Are Geeks podcast series is published by wearetessellate.com and is a completely independent podcast. We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the film's reference and no infringement is intended. Geeks. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel. This is our fifth episode of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers podcasts. Uh, where we've been going through not a franchise, but each of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers films and throwing in a few liberties as we go along. So we started with the 50s one, we did the 70s one, we did the 90s one, we did the faculty because it is basically based on the Body Snatchers. And then during that, we realized that there was another film which I'd heard of, but I wasn't going to throw in here called The Puppet Masters. And uh, on the end of last podcast, we said we'd all go away and look at it and decide whether or not to review it. We decided we would. Here, so here we, we are. are. Why would we not? Donald Sutherland. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, honest, to be honest, if Donald Sutherland hadn't been in it and it wasn't, you know, like that was the ultimate thing that pushed me over. Definitely. Um, so yeah, so here we are. We're going to talk about the film. Uh, and as far as I could find, the only film based on the book that really uh, started all of it. And we'll get into it throughout this review. But um, yeah, based on uh, the novel. Uh, I didn't realize we had to read things. <laughs> from 1951 by Robert Did not A. Heinlein. Sign up for this. Nobody told me I had to read. Yeah, one of us should have really read it. I have not. Yeah. Like, once I found out the Puppet Masters was the original book, but we haven't really had time um, in these podcasts to uh, fit that in. But yeah, it would have been good to have um, potentially because I didn't. I never realized until we just watched this movie just how deep the inheritance of Invasion of the Body Snatchers was to it, um, which is definitely going to be. I think how we, you know we'll be approaching a lot of this is mm-hmm. reflecting it against the others. Uh, but yeah, this is 1951, Robert A. Heinlein, um, his novel that uh, Body Snatchers basically stole everything from. Um, but they do reference. They do indeed. Well, some of them reference. Yeah. Uh, this was made in 1994, so it actually came out the same year as the show, the film that uh, we reviewed two podcasts ago, which was the Body Snatchers movie uh, in 94. I think that was nine. It was 94. I did my research, lady. Okay, <laughs> I thought it was 93. Uh, this one, well, they're both actually down, well, differently, this one's down as 93 on IMDb, uh, but it actually was released in 94. Ah, I um, see. It's all production times and release times. And stuff. Uh, so this film is directed by Stuart Orm. Um, he really has just done lots of TV, like tons of TV and tons of tv movies this was his first the- theatrical movie and as far as i could see printing through many 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 things on ibb he's never made another theatrical movie again this was it mm. um it was adapted by some really talented writers uh you've got pretty early in their career but you've got ted elliott and terry rosio um who co they wrote aladdin together they wrote a godzilla movie they wrote small soldiers shrek wow uh, mm. all of the pirates films Nice. Um, and oh, you'll notice they yeah they said that in the movie, movie. Yeah. Uh, and like, National Treasure random <laughs> yeah they're clearly hoping to make that movie one day yeah uh, yeah and the National Treasure movies um, and then brought in for rewrites was David S. Goya who um, will be very familiar to a lot of people because uh, he's kind of the comic book guy who uh, well he started actually with things like The Crow 2 but he also did all the Blade films he did Batman Begins The Dark Knight The Dark Knight Rises Man of Steel Batman vs. Superman 
um, and he's now doing like Green Lantern Incorporated or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, all surprised when I looked them up, I was very surprised when I saw those names. I was like, these are big writers. Hmm. Uh, music by Colin Towns, who's pretty much just done TV stuff. I'm only mentioning it for some things I'll get into later. And starring a whole uh, bunch of people, <laughs> including Donald Sutherland. Uh, Donald Sutherland, who's all you really need. Uh, Richard Belzer as Jarvis. Julie Warner as Mary Sefton. Eric Thal as Sam Nivens. Keith David. Uh, Sam Anderson. Will Patton. Um, and we'll get to them as we go through the movie and where we know them from really? but lots of familiar faces lots of little bit parts from people as well there's a dude from Hellraiser I saw in there at one point there's lots of weird little not cameos because they're not really big enough for cameos I think right. but people siphoning through well, especially at that time they weren't cameos yeah um, budget unknown couldn't find it I'm afraid uh, but it grossed 8.5 million at the mm. box office which if you want to contrast it with what the other Body Snatchers movie that year did it made only 500,000 oh. uh, domestic. So oh, this one was pretty horrible. <laughs> talent is what I'm thinking. Uh, the script had a number of rewrites uh, with the same writers, though. The studio wanted something more sellable. The writers wanted to stay as faithful as possible uh, to the original novel since it hadn't been adapted before. Like I said, none of us read it, so we can't really shine a light on how uh, faithful it was. But I did read a, f- a few things online. It's pretty faithful. There are a few changes they did here and there, but... Um, a lot of it's close to the book. All right, so let's get to the plot, shall we? So I'm going to do a normal thing, just a brief summary of the whole thing, and then we'll go through it scene by scene in much more detail. Sounds good. Uh, when a flying saucer reportedly lands in rural Iowa, the old man who runs a secret branch of the CIA decides to investigate. He goes in person, accompanied by Agent Sam, who is the son of the old man, and Jarvis, as well as Dr. Mary Sefton, a NASA specialist in alien biology. They find that aliens have... How are you a specialist in alien biology when we've never found aliens before? That's what she said. Did she say that? Yeah, she said, what was it? The whole joke around the office is that we're the only institute that doesn't. In school. Yeah. They were like, we're the only only school school that has no subject matter. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, they just threw it in to get away with what they wanted it to be. All right, fine. I don't know if you had last in that and job then for very long. You get hired oh, by you're... NASA, right? Because <laughs> at some point someone's going to return. We've been paying these people for two years and they've done nothing, <laughs> right? They're like, I think it's something we've never Excuse seen me. before. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a hedgehog. What? <laughs> uh, so they find that aliens have indeed landed and are planning to use their mind control powers, mind control powers, to take over our planet. The aliens are slug-like creatures. Um, I would say they keep calling them slugs. They're definitely yeah. more like stingray. Yeah. Uh, they are attaching themselves to people's backs, taking control of their victims' nervous systems, and manipulating those people as puppets. The slug spreads deadly and soon attack one of the agents, Sam. Controlling Sam, aliens almost possess the president too, but are defeated by the agents. Agents then learn that they can remove a slug by an electric shock and free Sam from the possession of a slug. It is soon found out that all slugs share a common conscious, a sort of group mind. The aliens quickly reproduce by division, soon controlling not only most of the population of the infested area, but also military personnel sent to the area to fight them. As agents learn where the alien's hive is located, they attempt to sneak in and release Mary, whom aliens captured earlier. Together they find surviving people whom slugs couldn't possess. They take one of them, a boy with them, and leave the hive. It soon find out that the boy suffered from encephalitis? I don't know how to say it right. Sure, sure. Let's go back. <laughs> Uh, in the past, and that apparently was the reason a slug couldn't possess him. A biological warfare is adopted, as seemingly all, and seemingly all parasites die. During a later inspection of a hive, the old man is attacked by the last healthy slug in a fight on a helicopter. Sam destroys the parasite attached to the body 
of his father and everything ends happily and then goes for coffee yep <laughs> goes for sexy that's time that's what you do after you've shot your dad with his dad feeling like <laughs> wrangled a helicopter back to earth well his dad just like grinning being wheeled into the the, you know, <laughs> the ambulance going you guys have a fun Donald time Donald Sutherland can <laughs> so let's get to that shall we so Donald Sutherland how weird is that for a career you're in like the the invasion of the body snatchers 70s version it was always like it's a cult film and that not everybody's going to have seen it but it was quite a big deal and it was definitely a big deal in the sci-fi community very well respected critically mm-hmm. um how weird is that to play in basically the same film again but a completely different role maybe it was something that he just personally wanted to do and they pitched it to him and he you know because he loved his previous role so much just decided to go for it Maybe. I don't know. I, did, I mean, yeah, I feel like he must have, maybe he'd like read the book and that's why he wanted to yeah, invasion body was, snatches. Yeah. And it was like, here's my chance to do the real thing. Possible. I didn't find it that weird as a, like as a viewer. I kind of liked it. Like it kind of is the, like getting the gang back together. What would just him? Yeah. He's like Jeff Goldblum in yeah, Jurassic Park exactly. 3. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Are you looking Because I wanted him back too. <laughs> now that you said his name. <laughs> now I'm sad. Now we're just down. He's back in Jurassic World too, so don't <laughs> He could have been the scientist. He would have been great as the scientist. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Instead of what's his face that's now in a lot of like CSI stuff. Um Okay, so let's I don't know if there's much more to talk about than dissecting it. I tried to look up some trivia about this movie. There's not much information about it. The Wikipedia is bare bones. This I looked is the only some... one. Right? Of the uh, like masters? I say, yeah, this is the only adaptation that I've been able to find. Uh, mm. That was a feature film based on the book. I don't know if that's a licensing thing um, mm. or just that they're like, well, enough people know Invasion, so if we're going to do one, why would you call it Puppet Masters now? It's basically just called Body Snatchers. And, right. Um, so yeah. Could have called it like the Slug People. Yeah, but well, then you have stuff like Shivers, which is a kind of a film, which is about oh. slugs uh, taking over people in a high-rise building. Like, there are other films. Like We could really, if we wanted to, you could start bleeding out. There's a film that came out this year they look like people oh they look like us or they, they look, look like, like humans. humans yeah yeah which is also sort of loosely based on bodies oh interesting interesting um, but yeah I'll just always stick to the core the core otherwise this podcast will never end <laughs> be like <laughs> it's been <laughs> 10 years <laughs> um all right, well, let's get into the top of the film then. When we start this movie, I didn't know what to expect with this movie. I really didn't. Like, I knew it was 94. I knew I hadn't really heard anything about it. Um, it was so 94. 94, yeah, sorry. So I was expecting... I said I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect narratively with it, but quality-wise, I was expecting it to be really bad. Like, really, really, really bad. Um, and I had no idea how long it was, which only gets <laughs> You paused it. You're like, we still have 50 more minutes. <laughs> like, Are you kidding? <laughs> Um, but when this movie starts, you have this like shot of a farmyard in Iowa, and you got this kid cycling by, and the music's going. And that's why I brought up um, the guy who did music, Colin Towns, earlier. It's certainly not consistency, consistently good. <laughs> but in this opening shot, I was like, it feels like a Spielberg film. Like it had this sort of like classic eighties. Yeah, it had a very ET vibe yeah. at the beginning, and not just because the kid was on a bicycle. <laughs> But, it, but yeah, it was just like you got these kid protagonists, like they're in an idyllic Midwest farm home. You got Spielbergian music, Spielberg kind of shot, although he'd probably be moving a bit more as well, static and stuff. Um, and then they're playing frisbee with this silver disc that looks like a flying saucer as it goes yeah. to the sky. It was a very Spielberg thing to do. And for like a few seconds, I was like, oh, this might be a bad 
film maybe I don't know but like it felt like this could actually just be a satisfying like narrative like it could right. be in a kind of satisfying old school kind of way which would be cool uh, not necessarily the way I went we'll see um, a bunch of sparrows is that what we're going with they look <laughs> yeah a sparrow-esque yeah what do you call it when sparrows do that thing and they're like, like dive where they do like they... move in formation yeah they're doing that kind of wave beautiful thing yeah, something. There's a word. You all know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, Everybody's yeah. seen it. They all seem to flock into a funnel. Into right. That. That's what it looks like. Yeah. But it was whether it's meant now. to be birds or not. That's what it looked like. Because I mean, I have to say, whatever I'm going to say with um, effects in this film, uh, this is one of the few CGI moments in the film, or at least like mapping kind of things. Like it's all practical, pretty much. It's all physical stuff. Um, yeah, and this is one of the only ones that isn't, and it looks alright. Um, but we're in Ambrose, Ohio, which gets like a little... Iowa. No, sorry, Iowa, uh, which gets a little... They're different places. <laughs> yes. A it's decent community. Words. Where is Iowa? Because I know I've been through it, but I don't remember. It is like north of, northeast of Kansas a little oh, bit. Okay. It's near Nebraska kind of thing. Yeah. It's up in that like corn, raring <laughs> rodeo area. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's got a little side post, which just is a decent community. Yeah, in quotes. But like Teddy Coast Province, it's just a decent community. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, not excellent. It's pretty decent. It's decent. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get the job done. Um, and then some farmer, like, rides out to check out this, yeah, weird, whatever it was that seems to have crashed into the woods. Well, he sees it from a distance, and then so he, like, takes it upon himself to go out there. Um, and, it, and here's where it does deviate immediately from what I guess the body snatchers and how they chose to do it because all the body snatchers movies up until this point have been slow burners like, yeah. or even though like, you start with the 70s one even with the 90s one you start and they're introduced to an area that's already been taken over mm-hmm. but it's a slow burn for us to really see that happening it's a slow burn for the lead characters to sure know what's going on Yeah. in this film you're introduced to these kids and I'm like oh okay we're going to be with these kids that's kind of cool I like that idea and then the next scene, the kids are shown as they've already been taken over um, by the parasites, as we find out later. Right. And they knock this farmer, like, unconscious immediately. Homeward Bound kid, too, by the way. Homeward Bound? Ba- really? That kid is from Homeward Bound. <laughs> He's got the... What's his name? He's got the the old wise dog. Like He's not a golden retriever, but he's something similar to that. But he's the owner of him. I don't know why I know that, but I was like, that's the only more bad kid. I can tell what movies I watched when I was young. I don't remember anything from the, um, from the time. I do. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, and then we get the opening credits as soon as they knock out that farmer. Um, and then a heartbeat throughout the opening credits, which then turns into the sound of a helicopter, which I'm getting flashbacks to something else in the 90s version of the Body Snatchers movie. Didn't they do the same thing at some point? Did it turn into a helicopter, or yeah, did it just I've, translate into something else? I remember that. Right. No, I remember that, too. Turning into, like, a different group from the army base. Like right. Mm-hmm. I'd need to go back. Maybe it was in the, the other 90s one, because yeah, they would have been. Oh, okay. The yeah. army base one. Which it's very possible. Which is the same year as this one. Right. So I found that very strange. Right. Um, and then Donald Sutherland comes in immediately, as we said in the synopsis, as the old man. <laughs> what a um, good name. Yeah. Is that what he's actually called? Well, no, he has an actual And name. Dad. Right. Yeah, and dad. He's called Dad most of the time. Dad, Dad, 
Isn't he or Will your or dad? Something? Isn't he what? His name is Will or something. I don't know uh, why. His name was uh, Steve. Nivens, Andrew Nivens. Andrew. Hmm. Yeah. This I'm just gonna keep saying men's names. <laughs> yes. John. <laughs> I think it was Bob. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the context uh, with this film. So it came out in 1994, and this is I'm bringing this up now because I think it's very pertinent to the immediate vibe from this film, and I want to see what you guys are with it. You gotta know where we are in like the landscape and stuff at that point. Um, so as we like to do with this uh, podcast, like we do a lot with this film, so it came out a year after high gross movies, so what is out amongst. Um, let's just do the top ten, shall we? At number ten, we had three hundred, and number nine, Alvin and the Chipmunks. I can't <laughs> believe that started. Classic. <laughs> That was spoilers for our next podcast. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> like 300. Right. Number 10 was Pulp Fiction. There it is. Nah. Number 9 was The Mask. Number 8 was Speed. Number 7 was Clear and Present Danger. Number 6 was Dumb and Dumber. Number 5 was The Flintstones. Number 4 was The Santa Claus. Oh my number God. 3 was True Lies. Number 2 was The Lion King. And the number 1 film of the year was Forrest Gump. Woohoo! Um... And it's really important also what's going on with TV at this point, which is that the year before, we just had the beginning of the Xbox. Dang. Which, when we're starting this movie, that's all I can think about. Right. <laughs> you have this intro scene, you have these kids that set up the monster of the week, and then you have these agents that are wheeled in yep. with, uh, what's her name? Kim well, and you have, you have the main like romantic interest guy girl yeah, yeah. Doing her best scully yeah she even kind of looks like scully yeah. and it's pretty decent scully impression yeah he is doing an awful like he has not oh. david duchovny like. is very upset with yeah. this man uh which is eric Dow. uh but he's more of a jockey kind of character he's not like uh he's not i have several notes about his acting <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> I have several notes about her acting oh <laughs> Um, I have several notes about Donald Sutherland actually, really? which was not something I thought I'd have a problem with in this film he comes in at the beginning of this movie and he's fucking awful in this first scene like straight away just really really bad um, but I do get this yeah like this X-Files feel immediately as the team kind of gets assembled mm-hmm. and it's kind of been weird kind of been passed from this Spielberg kids film which I was immediately fairly interested in and then chucked over this agent film and I was like oh yeah it's 94 of course you're going to get those X-Files influences straight away what is their explanation for knowing that it's an alien structure immediately because I didn't quite get that like it w- I, I almost got like that that was something that they'd been waiting for or like that that was it really like they really act like this has happened a lot before that's why I almost thought it was like they almost treated it as though it was a sequel yeah. to Invasion because Don- it was almost like Donald Sutherland was like, I'm a professional <laughs> yeah. artist. Like, I've, I've seen done. this before. But the further you get through it, that is not evident at all. Like, it's it's clearly the first time this happened to further you get right. through it. But in that first scene, it really feels like, oh, we deal with this all the oh, time. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like it's happening again. Yeah. Feel. Which really threw me off because I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be interesting. We're going to get a history of, like, alien in- invasion attempts or something. Yeah, he's, like, specially chosen this woman who has never seen an alien or whatever like he's singled her out yeah because of her research and a study that doesn't exist yeah that's what i exist like i feel like they tried to skip over that just by her being like yeah we always joked that like we were the only ones who didn't have a subject matter then what are you writing research papers (laughs) on are you just like you're just like 
writing fiction yeah you're like here's a story about aliens this is how they'll act and this is how we'll communicate (laughs) to come upon us that's kind of subverting the molder scully thing which like she's not the skeptic she's the person who actually is meant to be like well logically looking at aliens and stuff but then they never claimed any belief from anybody in this movie i found it very strange that none of them seem remotely phased <laughs> no. by aliens. They're too busy trying to get boys to look down her top. Oh my god. <laughs> we're not even there yet. Actually, we're about it. We're, we're doing oh that man. Immediately, they go to the town. Like, straight away, they're like, yeah. here are all of your fake identities. We're yeah. going to go check out this town. They never need their fake identities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, she's my sister. And I'm yeah. like, hey, that's not that weird. And B, it's like, it's fake. Like, <laughs> But it's so weird because... Like I say, the film's already told me it's one thing, then it passes over to this thing with some kind of less interest things, and I go, okay, maybe they'll do a cool, like, spicy thing, and there's some, you know, chemistry there, or whatever. And then they're immediately giving this setup of, oh, they're actually going to go live there and try and, like, get involved with the family. Right. Yeah. Slow, but, Part oh, of the decent community. They never say their names ever again. <laughs> no one ever asks them, hey, who are you? How and do you guys know age. each other? They don't even try and go as a disguise. They keep flashing their badges everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> why do you write that bit of the so Yeah. Why isn't it not... Let's just go to this town. That's all Yeah. Need. Try to not be conspicuous. It's like, it's, at this point, it's right. a tourist attraction, so it's not unusual for people to go visit and yeah. be like, exactly. I'm here because I want to see the UFO. I was waiting for him a... when the kids are like saying, like, yeah, do you like pass the buck or whatever to like go in for it? This is my sister. This is my dad. <laughs> right. Which is like very inconspicuous. So you know. <laughs> Why are you looking down my sister's shirt? <laughs> what? Aren't, aren't they beautiful? <laughs> um, yeah, so they go to the kid, these kids who have clearly been taken over by the um, slugs. And there's uh, like signs that are like alien spaceship, three hundred feet this yeah. way. You know, it's not they're not being inconspic or they're not being inconspicuous about it yeah. as a town. No, exactly. They're trying to draw people in. Yeah, um, make money off of it as a tourist thing. Yeah, <laughs> aliens <laughs> want to make a little money on the side and a then dollar. take people over <laughs> when they guide them through this fake spaceship that was built on the real spaceship's landing site. Yeah. That's the deal when I they go there so. later, there's a hole in the ground. So that's like the entrance to the hive originally. Right. And then the hive has been like moving throughout the film. Yeah. And so at that point, the hive is down there and they build this thing over the top. Yeah. Just to come. That is right. one thing I noted. I said, this UFO looks like someone built it in their backyard and then moved in here. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. Oh my gosh. They probably Allie did. Allie is smarter than aliens. <laughs> I'm so but much I love smarter. The, idea. the chosen one. <laughs> I love the idea of these aliens coming down to Earth and going, we should build a tinfoil UFO. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but honestly, I was thinking about it. I'm like, that's kind of one of the most brilliant tactics of the aliens so far is that they're like, hey, you know what? Let's stop like just pussyfooting around and instead we'll just land and everyone will be like, what was that? And then they'll come and hang out and they're like, they're humans. They're going to be like, come see our spaceship. Yeah, no yeah. need to be subtle. You're yeah. trying to get to I them anyway. I thought it was really smart, <laughs> to be honest, on the aliens part if that's what they were intending. Yeah, I didn't mind that it was different from everything we've seen before in that way and it's moving much quicker oh yeah i just wasn't sure what movie i was watching i was just like i'm not sure yet what it is i'm meant to be settling into which characters i'm really meant to be caring about yet um so they go to like realizing that it's all a ruse they go to visit the radio station uh where the incident was originally reported and then retracted um and then there's a standoffish radio presenter who brings out a gun to try and shoot them so they kill him but let's then then again the woman's litmus test yeah. Or aliens. Unbuttoning is, her I'll shirt. Unbutton my blouse and reach across your desk. And if he doesn't look down my shirt, 
He's an alien. alien. I was really genuinely hoping they were going to keep that going throughout the entire film. <laughs> Instead, it was so annoying. They do it once with the kids, where afterwards just like, this, is, this may not be that scientific, but... <laughs> well, normally, he didn't even look at my boobs. I myself to men, they look me up and down because I'm obviously attractive. <laughs> and then that's that, so yeah, that shoulder is absolutely... high-waisted high pants never fail me. <laughs> the shoulder radiation is amazing. She just like leans over the desk. They were very high. She, had, like, a, she had an itty-bitty waist, though. I know. I was like, how are you? don't need to go that high. Hey, it's 94. you got to cover your belly button. We're nearly there now. It's coming back. But show your boobs. Unbutton your shirt and show your boobs. Yeah, the way she leans over that, the the radio desk and then like looks disappointed like, oh he literally <laughs> just like looks away like he looks out which the i thought was a normal thing to do i, I was know. like oh it's a guy trying to be polite exactly. he's not an alien and then no that was him being an alien well, <laughs> I, was like, I think what? it was evident when he reached in his drawer and then pulled oh yeah gun. well that part but that when he looked it. away i was no, like I oh agree. he's fine yeah. <laughs> i was like no that's unusual oh okay got it I just Sorry. wanted that to be the litmus test throughout the rest of the film. <laughs> they keep just going up to she people just, with different Well, they colors. do keep saying, we take your shirt hookers. off. Quick, quick. <laughs> well, how about you just walk down the street naked and whoever does not acknowledge your nudity, <laughs> we're going to shoot them. There's a new warfare. Um, yeah, so then the radio, the, they killed a radio presenter um, with a silencer that no one hears somehow. And then they, <laughs> because it's a silencer. Um, because and then the guns they, go pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> And then they find a yeah one of the stingray aliens, the first one attached to the back of him, which uh, takes which, a ride on a ceiling fan. <laughs> yeah, it does. And so they take it off, and then they put it in a briefcase because yep. it was the '90s and everyone had briefcases. And uh, then they fight their way out of the station in a pretty in the first of many hilarious fights. In <laughs> a lot of women get punched in the face. A lot yeah. of people get thrown down staircases. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. every four minutes, someone's being pushed down a staircase. High octane adrenaline movie. This one, <laughs> like, what do we have that's cheap? Staircases. Unless this is just our first perfect. Everyone's this kid. What's his son's name? In this? Sam. Sam. Sam's amazing MacGyver karate chop skills. Oh my god! Which never end throughout and this his, entire film. His shocked face. Oh, this the open oh. mouth. Don't. I think his mouth is open. I called him flycatcher in my notes because <laughs> I literally thought like that it goes so weird. This will like come up later, but when he does transfer his to yep. the ma- the manager, I thought that they were going for an invasion thing with like the ah yeah thing. yeah yeah. And then I was like, oh no, that's, that's just, just his acting his face. Like that's how nobody he... else does it because I kept no, looking. Is anyone else doing the open mouth invasion really body snatcher scream? Like, oh, that's interesting that they're gonna go that route. And I was like, never mind. It's, it's just, just him. His, I'm trying really hard. His decision to do something. He's it's, like, "This is my thing," and they're like, "No, it's ridiculous." It's like, I'm like, I think it. my Fine. character would do this. What's this more what upsetting is how much he's clearly giving to this, as we'll get to in a scene later on. But he's, he's pouring his heart oh, into yeah. this movie. God bless him. Um, I saw he took a sabbatical from acting from like 2008 until 2016, but don't worry, he's back now. He can oh, back he just got tuckered out. Yeah, he's tired from all of the mouth opening. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're listening, hey buddy. So he's just <laughs> <laughs> that's my best role. Um, yeah, but it's really no slow burn. Like things just kick straight off, which I was happy and sad about. I was sad because I do like slow burn with these movies. I think they're more effective. Um, I was happy because like it's nice to have something different at this point when you fight films into not a franchise, but you know mm-hmm. the, this kind of story. 
but I was also sad because they're not doing it very well. <laughs> um, they, yeah, they like drive. Like it seems in that scene, like everyone's already been taken over because mm-hmm. everyone in a radio station is already one of them. Yeah, yeah. They go out on the town and people just like this little the little kid's just throwing himself at them. <laughs> Yeah, the guy literally jumps off a building at their helicopter. (laughs) Yeah, it's just and then just does his great. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) They're like, great job, Bill. Really, (sighs) you really accomplished a lot, buddy. Um, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he jumps off the guard, like one of them says, like I I think it's Donald Sutherland. It's the kid from the spaceship. Get him off the car. (laughs) I know he keeps saying the most like obvious things. Or like when they lose the alien, he's like, "Turn this place upside down." They're like, "No shit." Of course, like look for the alien that has escaped. If it was a different kid, it's like, "Oh, it's alright. He can hang out on the bonnet." (laughs) Then he's just like, "Get him off the car. Get him off the car." And he's just being so complacent about the whole thing. And they get out of town, they get back to, um, because normally also you're expecting them, well, they're going to be kept in town, obviously, and it's going to, but no, they actually get out and they go back to a government facility and they're in like a biological lab um, and they're checking out the dead alien when someone says, what did you expect, E.T.? Which I thought was speaking oh. purely to me because in that first scene, yes, I was expecting <laughs> I a, a Spielbergian yes, story. <laughs> and instead, I mean, I don't know what. Like at this point, I was really lost. I was like, I don't know what's going on or where I'm going to be, where the story's meant to be going. Um, and then it's revealed in this scene that, yeah, the old man is, is Sam's father, which up until this point, we're not meant to realize. Emotional. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we get this found footage, night vision. Um, stuff which come, came back three times in the film of the SWAT teams moving in to investigate the fake UFO uh, which was one of the most hilarious shots I've seen in a long time um, just rounding this big tinfoil thing in the woods um, and then they find a huge hole in the ground and they do some math they remember the kids said that 310 people had gone into the hole 320 oh 320 was it yeah and there's 10,001 people in Ambrose he does some very quick math he does do lots of quick math throughout the film yeah. Later on, he does very quick math. Yeah. Uh, so from the dissection, they realize that the brain tissue of the alien represents 60% of the creature, which is far more than people. I can't remember how much they say people is like 6%. Or something. Sure. Uh, there's a tentacle, <laughs> which is a probe, which penetrates the brain and then hooks lock into the spinal column. Uh, but it has no sensory organs that they can see. Uh, they also find that the creature can adapt with what it hooks into. So it kind of takes on the attributes. And they also boost an adrenaline into the host to give them super strength super speed super <laughs> not <amazing>. super bright <laughs> uh everyone seems to be very chilled out yeah, about being aliens 60% brain you'd think it would make them really super smart yeah yeah does not do that it's just more space they have to fill up and they're like mm, yeah no. i guess you can only Chuck's work with like your that. brain instead <laughs> like the human brain is only five percent of us so maybe it's maybe it's like the human brain or it's like we always look at a creature and go oh it's got this size brain this is how smart it must be but then we always have that stuff of like how much of our brain we're actually using and the rest we're not really using. Mm. Maybe it's just yeah, like maybe that. maybe it has 60% mass brain, but it only uses, uses like 0.4%. 20%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was going to go a little higher percentage. <laughs> well, they're not very smart in this film. This is one of the dumbest alien species I've ever seen. Um, yeah, and everyone's just really relaxed about all of this, which again, I'm like, well, which makes sense if they've all seen aliens before, but it's becoming increasingly apparent to me at this point in the movie that no, this is really the first time anyone's yeah. seen they've aliens. They've got their token black sergeant guy. I love like, this actor. This is Keith David. Yeah. Do you recognize his voice from things? I recognize his face from things. 
Yeah, so yeah, he was in Platoon, Crash, The yeah. Thing. So he's played oh, this kind of role before. Right. Maybe that's um, why he's so chill. Armageddon, <laughs> Pitch Black. Um, and he does a lot of voices in cartoons and video games. Yeah. He was, for me, he'll always be the voice of the narrator and the giant uh, boar god in Princess Mononoke in the English version of that. Mm. Um, and then we've got, yeah, the Doctor, which is Will Patton, um, who's a great actor from Armageddon uh, and mm. bad films like The Postman, Gone in 60 Seconds. I say great actor. I mean... Jeff Goldblum would have been better. He's been around a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Sam Anderson popped in as well. He's from Forrest Gump. Um yeah uh where are we at blah 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 blah. yeah everyone's just rechilled it did it i just again i'm kind of like trying to figure out what we're watching because well, it's, hilarious it's all about because meetings with government officials there's a point in this i think it's this scene when they're trying to decide what they're basically what they're wanting to do with this alien like they're like what is our goal and it's kind of the one point where you're like yeah what what are you guys doing <laughs> please tell in me this place and donald sutherland like looks to mary and he's like this is the reason that I chose you. Like what you take all of your direction from her. So she's like, Oh, well, I really think it, we should find out, you know, why it's doing this, how it's doing this. So we can, you know, blah, blah, blah. So the, the scientist guy is like, yeah, yeah. You know, we will like break it up into sections and then we'll put different teams. Not also the ones like, we're not doing that. What we're doing is we're going to figure out how, where it's weakness is and how to kill it. And I was like, so why is she here? (laughs) What is she doing? Because he's got two hours and he needs some other hands to dissect. I know. I was just like, what is her purpose here other than to show people her her boobs? So weird. Then in one of these many, many governmental meetings that we get in the film, um, they realize that the dude who is clearly meant to be the smoking man, I don't know if any of you guys watched the original X Files, but he's clearly meant to be the smoking guy from the X Files. He said, hey, why aren't you smoking? <laughs> Which only works because he looks like the smoking guy from the X-Files. Well, he's in Law & Order. Where That's is... his big role in the 90s, okay, which okay. is funny. But he looks just like the guy the, uh, who's just called the smoking man in X-Files, and he's always smoking. Interesting. But in this film, I didn't see that dude smoke once. And no. yet they're like, why aren't you smoking? I know, when he see because the guy puts out a cigarette like right out in front of him, and it's as they're talking about what could possibly be the weakness that like humans can withstand, but this thing can't. So then they put the cigarette out and I was like, oh, it's going to be like smoke or fire or something like that. We can inhale this, but they can't handle it because he's just like fixated on this ashtray. And then it's like it happens so fast. This kid, Sam, is like, Jarvis, why aren't you smoking? And everybody just (laughs) grabs their guns. I'm definitely a nod to the smoking man. And it only works if you, but I guess everyone in 94 was into X-Files. That's true. You'd know, oh yeah, that guy looks like the smoking man. It must be like, that's, yeah, him not smoking would be weird. Right. Yeah. And they freak out and they get into (laughs) this hilarious uh, chase through the building. So long. Um, He escapes. Um, and then they ask, uh, yeah, they get into people taking off their shirts now because they start realizing, oh, the alien's on people's backs. <laughs> well, the alien escapes. Jarvis does not. Yeah, sorry, the alien. But, uh, oh, no, yeah, Jarvis does not escape. Yeah, the they put him escapes. under. Yeah. Um, and then Sam's been alone with it. So they ask Sam to remove his shirt, which he does not do up for the next <laughs> nearly 15 minutes. <laughs> billowing out behind him. And it's just, just standing in the background, mouth open, just hand on oh. hip pose. Yep. It's, it's like, here's my six pack. It is amazing. Well, because the, it then attaches to a woman. Yeah. And Donald Sutherland's like, everybody needs to take their shirt off, which becomes the running thing in this movie. 
And she's like, well, what about your shirt? And so it becomes like this strip off. But then when he <laughs> starts to take his off, she just, yeah, runs away. Um, yeah, which for me made me think the whole time with Stephanie. I know. Yeah, me too. Wait, he never took his shirt off. Yeah, because they did it in the boys' matches before, it, where they like one of them distracts so that another one can, you know, yeah. like, escape. One can escape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then they chase and have a brilliant kitchen fight. With Sam and this lady, Miss Hanks, just duking it out. She hits his face on every glass in that room. Yep. (laughs) Every glass cabinet. Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, So Billy just tases her. (laughs) (laughs) These, yeah, these fight scenes. Oh, boy. But, again, he's just giving it everything he's got. You can tell he really worked on his roundhouse kicks, though, in preparation for this. (laughs) such. It's like it's coming up from the camera. I know. Um, but yeah, we another alien. They crawled off. Um, and then, yeah, I got suspicious of Sam immediately at that point because we cut away from him for a second. And according to body snatches and the thing rules, that means you can't trust that person. Anymore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jarvis, meanwhile, is hospitalized and he shows um, different symptoms of someone who's like, coming up with a heavy drug. Um, and he then kills himself by squeezing, what do you call those things? His IV. His IV. IV he puts he air leaks into all it. the, yeah. Yeah. But he's the only one who yeah he's the only one who had that bad like of a withdrawal and it wasn't like he was infected for such a long time no that it like embodied him Sam was like maybe had some like PTSD yeah. like during that moment well, in the shower yeah, yeah, but then yeah I know right when she like walked to that corner I was like of course he's in the yeah, shower <laughs> why would he not point, be <laughs> everybody is taken over except for yeah well, and um, no one has no spoilers until no the end. like as hard of yeah. a time no one else de- like needs to be under suicide. a nurse's supervision or anything yeah I guess it's quick yeah. I don't know it looked quick (laughs) well it's like a real thing when you know when you're giving someone an injection or something because you're just putting oxygen into the bloodstream or whatever but yeah i mean he dies really quickly um so sam goes to check out jarvis's apartment and there's a package there in a big crate (laughs) (laughs) such a typical manager in the apartment uh came from iowa with tiny alien eggs in it and I say alien eggs, I mean alien eggs, because they're literally shrunken versions of the eggs from the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> they open exactly the same way. They're just like little roly-polies, though. Yeah. They just, like, unfurl. Yeah. Which is exactly, like, it's yeah. the same for, like, Well, t- and if you think about it, they're very similar. The manta ray structure is yeah. very similar, like face huggers. Yeah. Right. And they kind of move around in a similar way. Like, I mean, I don't know how much design is written into the book. Probably not that much. Right. Possible. I don't know. Um, yes. So yeah. So the manager <laughs> opens this crate, and Sam is evidenced to have been yeah taken. Sam reveals himself as being one of them. Even though if the open mouth thing. if you couldn't yep. take from the fact that he in the scene before this strides like the Marlboro Man into his car and then down the street <laughs> just like bulky swinging shoulders. Yeah, looking very. Yeah. Um, so he converts the housing manager into one of them, and then they chat via alien vessels. That is like one of the weirder parts of. There's yeah. a lot of weird parts yeah, in this film, but that was. I like to call this the the mullet meetup. 
just like slowly face like, their backs to each other. And I was like, mother. what is going on? That's all it looks like. And this is where the film completely lost me for a bit. Um, because I feel like I'm starting to get to grips with what this film's going to be. It's going to be like this very quick acceleration of body snatches, of it taking over. The government's already, obviously already involved. The president's been like told about it. Mm-hmm. They're trying to like, well, we don't know the president's been told about it until the next scene, but he has. And like, it's become this big governmental operation with army people already being sent in straight away to go and check out that temple UFO and all this stuff. <laughs> and now we're suddenly chucked where we're following Sam and his new friend who have both we know for a fact been turned into hosts Mm -hmm. as they head to the facility that the president's due to be visiting later that day that's when this is when the guy from Hellraiser turns up Uh, they begin a takeover of their agents on site um, gradually getting a bunch of them on the side but you're not sure how many and there's no real evidence of that much later on Um, I was like oh no there is no of course they're the ones who are taking yeah they like shoot everybody Um, and then the president arrives uh, and yeah the agents spot down but it's like this protracted bunch of scenes. I'm like, what am I, what am I meant to be watching here? Like, what am I meant to be? I don't even know why I'm following them. Like, because right. at that point, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess Sam's meant to be the lead character, but you have no idea he's gonna change back to human again. Like, yeah. So I'm like, right. is this the rest of the movie? I'm following Sam as a body <laughs> snatcher. alien. It was confused the crap out of me. Yeah. You guys find this? <laughs> No, I was very confused because then I was like, how did the the other agent, Alex, the, um, what's his face? The voice for the Mononoke. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. He, he like immediately when he sees Sam there is like, Sam's turned. Yeah. You know, I it's felt like, like I'd missed the scene. It's so weird how there's like this immediate deciphering happening where they're like, oh, that person's acting weird. So, but it's weird in numerous ways. Not just in like a typical alien takeover fashion. Yeah, I genuinely felt like I'd missed the scene. Yeah, like I felt like they may have had something in because anytime they've noticed up until this point, it's when someone's like not doing a habit that they usually yeah do. So maybe I mean, but they're all just maybe there was something and they're like, nah, we don't need that, and they cut it out. Yeah, because they they had cut out everything. No, it's just like I don't understand what Sam's doing. Yeah, Uh, I don't. You know, you don't get to see him when he gets turned. And then mm-hmm. I don't understand what well, his Sam father is trying to get and to the president. Yeah, but I just don't know. But I mean, like, I'm just not at the when you first join him. It's like I have no clue what's going on with this stuff. Like, there's no one even mentioning earlier on. Oh, the president's going to be at this place at right. this time or whatever. I don't know yeah. how they got that information. Well, and then I don't... Like, Sam used to be an agent or something because he knows right. the bodyguard or like yeah. one of the main bodyguards of the president. But yeah, you don't know that. Yeah, like, as all that you know clue. is that he's a bodyguard. Like when you first start off, he's like oh, you know, between her and you, who should I who should I take a bullet for? So you get the assumption that he's worked in the federal agency before. Yeah. But it's really long leaps to get to this scene. Yeah, and I don't have no clue the other side. Like how and then this scene is so Sam. chaotic. And this and is yeah. exactly where Sam is, exactly yeah. what he's doing. It's like, how the fuck did you know? Yeah. Right. It made no sense to me. I was really just, yeah, confused. Yeah, there was no way they could know that he was there or that that whole situation was going to be happening they're like oh the president's there and we have an alien invasion on happening we should all go there in the event that they the aliens have now shifted to i know Uh, because even donald sutherland shows up and it's like what are you doing here how did you know i want to be in on the whole story with someone and i'm not at all right so fragmented character to character yeah um 
but yeah, they do come in. They kill all of the alien hosts, they think anyway, who are escorting the president. Um, but Sam turns out to be Jason Bond, basically, and mm-hmm. jumps off of <laughs> one of the things. And then he gets two trank darts in his butt. Um, but his friend, the house manager, escapes from the scene. The whole thing where he like, starts to get back up and almost shoots Alex and then just like rolls Yeah, <laughs> open mouth again. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's, oh, awful. Um... But yeah, now they have a live creature to experiment on with Sam's body and try and figure out what's really going on and how to defeat them. Um, and really, this is the thing, isn't it? The thing is, like, how do we separate the alien from people without her and killing the people? Yeah. That's really what they're Even preoccupied though, with. Yeah. up to this point, they've had no qualms of just shooting people in the face. Yeah. yeah. So they're really like, not sorry. trying to save that many people. Just the ones they know. Right. Just our <laughs> friends. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get into it, and maybe as I go through this again now, looking through my notes and talking to you guys, it's going to make more sense to me. But certainly as I watched the film, it did not make sense. <laughs> um, but we get this scene now, which should be the best bit of the movie, in my opinion. So we now get Sutherland's kid, his his boy, in a very uncomfortable-looking position, yeah, so <laughs> lying weird. on his belly, neck stretched up. like hurting up. my neck to yeah. watch that scene. Um, and he's got like sort of like, electrodes basically attached to the creature so they can shock the creature and they're trying to actually talk to it and this is the first time you've actually seen them talking to it where it's acknowledging yes this is what I am I and you am can see thing. like yeah. an x-ray portrayal of Sam in a screen inside yeah. of this you know sealed off room yep 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 um, so Sutherland goes through to talk to his son basically mm-hmm. and it should be brilliant like right. it really should yeah. i'm watching this scene and i'm like this is the way you have the really cool philosophical intellectual chilling like exactly. father-son relationship as well like there's so many things yep. that you can do here to make it dramatic and it's so flat it's <laughs> unbelievable like it's just like the only bit that's all like has any effect as to how many of you are there and it says one but then it almost seems like a joke yeah because then yeah, well, none like, of them no. bite. they're like no we've no. seen more than one <laughs> <laughs> we're smart <laughs> there are more than one and it's like no no there's, there's one right. and the only reason it says that because then you're waiting okay how are they going to do this later it's purely for a plot contrivance <laughs> at the end which makes no <laughs> sense but we'll get there yeah um but then it does though you know it's about like when they say what do you want and it says peace so they shock it immediately and it's like there's some you could do good stuff here yeah and you're not and well, it really he does upset me. say "fuck Jesus" when they're shocking him. Does he? Yep. Does he really? He's like not as a. Yeah, he's like "fuck Jesus." Is he saying and it? Is, it's and they're just are there side a comma and a full step between them, or is there's, it "fuck Jesus"? Yeah, no, he yeah. pauses. It, uh, it wasn't being like "fuck you, Jesus," but I was like, that's an interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, so tell me then how? So, because they shocked the creature. And then it removes itself from Sam. It says, like, I'm going to kill him, basically. Yeah. Which he flatlines at one point, and then yeah, they bring him back. Right. Yeah. Because he then, just says, you know, like, if you kill me, I'll kill him. But then they shock the creature, and then they see, like, the tendril coming out of its brain in, in the sort of scan that they've got going on. Right. And it falls off to Sam. Next thing, he just wakes up fine, like, completely fine. I know. Um, and then he remembers something about the aliens having a ship and their hive and where it might be and stuff. Actually, you know what? Let's not talk about it now. But I just want to point that out because I'm confused with stuff that yeah. happens in this movie for sure. Uh, but they established that you can shock the creature and it comes off and everything's fine, basically. Right. Um, then they we get- barely talk about the whole weird father-son relationship between the two. Yeah. They say something like the alien at one point says like, oh, that must be why your son resents you so yeah. much. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I said some of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just lame apology. Like, and he also acknowledges Mary. 
right. he's like, yeah. you should hear the things that he he's thinks about you. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, so you, you get this, you get the feeling from this alien in particular that it's kind of like in It's charge. snarky, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got more attitude than any of the others. And it's very, and it's self-aware, see. and yeah. you know, which is really important to establish. Yeah, which is very we don't see this with any of the body snatchers. Yeah, we don't they don't really get have personality. Stand. No, and you don't know you don't get the chance to like talk to them right. and no, get answers. No, this is definitely a malevolent thing. Right, that mm-hmm. is not like it says it's there for peace, but I'm not getting that. No, <laughs> this at all. It's there for peace, and then he has sense. this like evil smile, and you're like, well, mm-hmm. they're going for this whole concept of like when you're with us, you will never experience loneliness again, and it's so nice to just give up your free will because mm-hmm. it like there's freedom in like voluntarily but i feel that's something that's way better displayed in the previous body snatchers films in oh, all yeah, of them but absolutely. particularly 70s where it is about unison where it is about yeah we're well, all just placid and putting right. it together which m- means peace like yeah. everybody no one's exactly. you're not gonna no war, you're not gonna love no but there's love. also not there's gonna no be hate. war yeah. yeah there's yeah. no words for love and hate basically exactly yeah, and, but you really don't get that anywhere else in this entire film except for this one sentence. But this is the, this is the scene for me where I suddenly realized, oh, this could have been a great film. Like there were, like I yeah. suddenly get kind of what it's doing and how on paper maybe it seemed really ambitious to okay, let's be with Sam for a bit now when you don't like when you don't know what's going on with everybody else, and then and then yeah, having a scene like this which could have been written so well and it's really just it's well it's every element really. It's the writing, it's the directing, it's yeah. the acting is not being pushed in the like everything just isn't up to par for what this storyline deserves it's a really cool concept like even down to the fact of jarvis killing himself yeah because he misses that feeling so much of that just like abandonment of himself and just being belonging to this like hive mentality i thought that was really cool so there are like these little eggs of things in there that Uh i really loved (laughs) i think Mm -hmm. um but that yeah they just didn't they didn't die, like they didn't go into those enough. well Sam should be an interesting character that's the thing he really <laughs> should be <laughs> not the way they meant um, but then we get okay so alien hosts are putting eggs in people's mailboxes because you know who has the time to go to the door yeah it's so weird it's like what is the idea here that you open your mailbox and it just wah just attacks your yep, face probably Cause it, yeah it's not the fastest I mean, it's quick, but it's not... They don't even put the little flag up, do they? It, like, takes a little bit of time (laughs) to open up. when you're sending something out. Oh, it is, isn't it? Mailman doesn't put your flag (laughs) up. Okay, so you don't... But how do you know when you've got mail? Do you not look down and you see it's been put up? You just check your mail every day. Oh, that's stupid. I'd want something... Surely you receive mail more than you send it. Yeah. So the little flag should be used for... I look down the road, I see, oh, it's up. Okay, I've got mail. No, I that's the walk note for the... that half a mile down the road. Please stop here and pick up. Mailman for him to... I'm just saying, surely you will receive mail more than you send it. So it's more useful you to see when there Some is mail in there. Some people just send a lot of mail and never get anything back. I think back. it's the That's idea all. of like if... Two know, flags. Get two flags, mail guys. Yeah. That's too many flags. It's <laughs> America. One for when you got mail. Flag. One flag. <laughs> one flag, one nation. If that. Come on. Um... Meanwhile, at the White House, which is really, I wrote, I started writing that down a lot because it's really how the film started to feel. Yeah. It's like, oh, meanwhile, with these people you might have forgotten about, uh, they realize that the hosts have an identifiable heat signature um, and they show someone being taken over by heat signatures to the president. 
presumably purely to show off the computer graphics that they're using. I know. Um, I didn't know if they thought that that was happening like, no, was... in real time. I know. Like they were like, oh, just this random spot that we Check decided. Check out this yeah. satellite that's going on. Look at this guy. Little... He's going to be dead soon. You want a present to be like, yeah, no, I believe you. No, I don't need to. I don't need to watch. All right. I'll watch it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I do like a movie. <laughs> and then it's bo- oh, oh, he's not going to make it. And it's based on the science, and I'm using all the body commas here, um, that the body temperature is changing for these creatures, which we're going to come back to that later as well, yeah. um, and which changes the split second the creature attaches to this guy. Well, yeah, because when they were on Sam, he was running at like 104 degrees. But it's immediate. Yeah. It's like, because they, they show it, he's cold, regular human, and then they put it on him in a split second. His and we're talking a difference changes. of six degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, like, you, yeah. Well, I don't know enough, but I don't believe you'd look that no. spiked. At least, I don't know. And then a film like Predator shows me that people look like that anyway through thermoptic visors. Yeah. Like I thought, I thought people do give off a heat, but I guess you can pick Unless how. You can I guess you pick your sensitivity. At, yeah, like a base rate of being like ninety-eight point six is normal. Anything above that, we're focused on that. Clearly, we're not Hopefully scientists. No but one has. Something <laughs> fell off. What if somebody it? just had the flu and they just had like a fever? Yeah, yeah, yeah hundred and four. They're done. Take your shirt off. That's true. Meanwhile, in the showers, <laughs> Sam's having a mental breakdown. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's oh, not man. meant to be funny. I was laughing my ass off, and I looked over to you guys to see, oh, is this inappropriate? I think laughing? I was just like you shaking look both my pretty, head. You look both I was pretty more serious. Just like, what is she gonna do? Why is she walking into the shower? I saw her walk in there, and he's not. He's clearly not there. And then she like right. looks around, and you don't really hear a shower. You see the sign first, and I was like, oh. I didn't know that there were like a whole section for like community infirmary showers. Yeah. yeah, I can believe in that. In a hospital. I can believe that. I've never seen this Because that's probably an army hospital, isn't it? So. Mm. so all the sick people have to shower together? Yeah, probably. That's why she was used to walking in there. So well, oh. we all She's shower like, together anyway. Do, do, do. Oh, hey, Sam. And then On she gets naked? a towel and puts it around oh, his can't. shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> They're just doing their best to not have a penis shot can't, here. It yeah. can't cover his butt. It's so no. funny. It's the tiniest little <laughs> towel. <laughs> she wraps it around him and his butt just pops back out again. And she somehow does not get wet, even though she's sitting in the bottom of the shower with yep. the shower still on. Yep. It's like her hair is not even Honest to God, <laughs> whether or not people after listening to this podcast want to go see this film or not, find a way to watch this scene. It's oh, yeah. one of the funniest scenes I've seen all yeah, the time. Just find this on incredible. He's, he's just giving everything. Oh. God bless him. Yeah. Like, really. Get it off me. Get it off me. <laughs> So they do some kissy kissy. Sam gone. But it's she, gone, Sam. in this seat, like they're both so opposite each other in this scene. Like he's going for it and she like doesn't seem to care about him at all. She's just like, it's off. Like they got it off and she yeah. seems annoyed. And then yeah. she sticks like, her tongue down his throat. Yeah. And then she makes <laughs> out and I'm like, do you like him? It seems like you hate him. It seems like you're really annoyed by him right now. I think she just likes well, him. He's naked. So he's already naked. You might as well. So weird. I thought while I was watching this, I was like, this is the most interesting ploy of a dude ever <laughs> to sleep with a woman you just been in that shower like, for four hours sorry for me. I had an alien on me for like two days she's totally gonna get with me now <laughs> using this shit well she didn't seem interested beforehand yeah that's true um, maybe he's just she's like likes men who cry in showers <laughs> who doesn't and then we get one of my favorite shots which is um when uh, they're in i think it's the what do you call it in the west wing where you're in the thingy bob room when you make the where you're big office 
No, what you make all of your army decisions. Oh, the... Fuck, I've forgotten the name of it. Something like the incident room. Yeah, but not that. Situation room. Situation yeah. room. Yeah, I think they're in the situation room, aren't they? Something and there are screens like everywhere. Which It's not so funny now I read it out loud, so but the fun <laughs> with worldwide satellite defense system <laughs> on every screen, like bright. a kid wrote it yeah. in paint. <laughs> It looks like it should be like a PBS symbol or something for a four-year-old show. Very, very reassuring, no? Yeah. <laughs> I like to think the president every now and then will say, is the worldwide satellite defense system still all good? I just wanted it to it's do that, on. the screensaver thing where it just like bounced around the screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and everyone oh, no, just like, hit the corner, hit the corner. It starts doing those little pipes tubes yes. that just like entangle. Oh, that's amazing. And it just forms the words in the pipe <laughs> tubes. <laughs> Uh, so they decided to move in army troops at night time to take advantage of the thermal imaging. I have some question marks here, because I don't think that's how thermal imaging works. I think it could be daytime or nighttime. Only and one guy had the infrared glasses on right. out of all the army people. <laughs> I was like, what? Either props was really cheap or this army is meant to be really cheap because they're like, Props Yo, are really cheap. Jim, you get to wear you the glasses, do it. and everyone else is like, "What the Don't fuck?" Don't lead us astray. Behind Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in front of Jim. Um, but yeah, parasites attack uh, one of the army guys. Well, the other army guy just stands there and does fuck all, which is quite funny. I think I see something. Yeah, then we you see like twenty things are killing your buddy. But then we get another bit that should be brilliant. Yep. When the aliens send out all of the children to attack the army. And it it is almost chilling for a second. Like yeah. there's a there's a shot where I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, and it was really cool. Except they don't do anything with the scene. You do nothing. You just hear it, people screaming just and gunshot off, and then you hear Donald Sutherland's like, they're not children anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I just... even wrote down smart ass aliens. <laughs> yeah, and it should have been a great scene. It really yeah. should. Even if you don't show it still, like, but a build of it should have been great. Or even just the aftermath. Like, if you cut back and saw like this alleyway of just these bodies of kids like strewn out, yeah, yeah with no blood, like just them there, It'd be great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really starting to kind of yeah realize the book is probably great at this point, but they're fumbling with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then the army starts getting taken over. Meanwhile in the laboratory scientists are working on monkeys <laughs> seeing how Poor the aliens monkeys. reproduce which I, 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 we don't see again so it seems completely pointless yeah it's just like a little box there to tick off well, I figured there's probably more about it in the book and it was like we had yeah. to put in something this was just the method of them seeing how urgent of a situation it was I think because then how quickly do the they scientist guy does some very quick math by the end of the scene and they're like you know, in two weeks, like the entire world is going to be taken over. Yeah. If we don't do something. We, yeah, we're getting to now. it. In we're the next it. six to eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> but in this scene, so this is where the crutch of one of my many problems comes from. They literally say in the scene with the monkeys, we don't know how to kill them. We can't find any way that doesn't kill the host. Hello. Sam was not killed. <laughs> they established. Neither was the other guy. He it. killed himself. Jarvis right. was, yeah. <laughs> It makes no... They literally figured out how to do it in that previous scene where they did tests on it, figured out, oh, this works, and then you come back to them after getting sidetracked with other stuff, and they're like, oh, we don't know how to do that thing that we knew how to do in the yeah, last scene. Yeah, but they're talking scene. about, like, a mass... Like, quickly. ...ability like to running be able into to town. kill them it's, all at the same time without killing all the humans. It's easier to take a machine gun to a 
town center than it is right. to like individually shock each yeah, what one. Yeah, but that's around, not like, what they say. They say we don't know how to kill them without killing the host. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not yeah. true. Not, not good they should be like, okay, how do we do electrocution over right. a mass scale but without blah, 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 as opposed or to one by one. Yeah. Um, and then we get what was without a doubt my favorite bit in the movie and again feels like it's come from something great which was the monkey who has the alien that, that Sam awesome. had before yeah. it's given a keyboard so it can communicate and it writes do you miss me Sam on the keyboard which should have been so creepy it would have yeah. been so much cooler if they didn't acknowledge that that was the one that they didn't point out like oh that's the one that was on Sam that's if they true. had just left it yeah. Yeah. and then you're like what's the message gonna Where it say sounds like, oh, and then, my buddy. yeah and right. all of a sudden you're like oh shit it remembers yeah. Sam yeah and he doesn't even have a response he just kind of stares at this monkey yeah, he yeah. closes his mouth Oh. For once, <laughs> speaks volumes. That but is. I love that the was monkey, hard for him to do. At that point, he just kind of like all you see is his little the monkeys eyes. Are cute shot. <laughs> it's a pretty cute monkey. He's like, do you do you miss me? <laughs> I don't even want to put in that the monkey's only hitting the top icon keys when he's supposed to yeah, be typing yeah, yeah. in. The la la la. <laughs> it would just be like ampersand exclamation point. Can't get good monkey actors these days. So then they realize that all of the army has been taken over. Um, and the army general and president just look kind of like, oh, fuck. Well, this is when Donald Sutherland's like, order yep. him to take off his shirt. And turn He's around. Like, take off his shirt. He's like, I don't take orders from you. Mr. Look president, down her blouse or take off your shirt. Those are the two options. Um, yeah, and that's when we get the math there that within two weeks, there would be more than 250 billion, billion. if only 1,000 of the aliens had come to Earth. But they have no clue how many, but whatever. Um, Sam's old friend and tracks him. They were talking about the house manager and Mary back to Sam's <laughs> apartment. Uh, his cat runs away from him, so you know one of them's got to be yep. an alien. And then the chest sob stories get kissy kissy by the fire. Uh, and then his pager goes, he has to leave. He says he can spare 10 minutes though, so they start knocking boots. <laughs> because 10 minutes <laughs> is the kind of talk that any girl can't resist. Like, That's yes. when he should have known she was an alien. It's just like a you know when your car when you get in and you're like it's gonna take you until 3:54 to get to your destination and you're like but I can make it there by 3:50. That's what girls want to hear. Like 10 minutes, I can do it in four. That's the surefire way. It's like if any goes around sex and you're like I got 10 minutes and they're like all right you're like, alien. So yes, twist. She has a parasite on her. Uh, when she got it, who knows? She got it off the cat. Off the cat? Oh, yeah. she got off the cat? Yeah, that's She what went they outside say. when he was on the pager. And then she comes back in and she's because like, look, how off the cat? No animal because, animals no, had a parasite. No, because her, the manager guy is outside in the we car. We just saw chimps get it. The cat. Well, yeah, because they physically put them on. I don't think it's meant to be have, have inhabited the cat. Like, it, it just attaches itself to the cat because the cat then jumps back inside. It rides the cat, the cat like a small pony. That's what I was assuming that you were meant to get from this because the manager guy is outside in his car and the cat jumps out the window. He's out there, I'm assuming, puts an alien on this cat oh, man, and I then throws the cat back inside because she's then holding the cat when he comes back yeah. in. And she's like, look, who's Mr. Friendly all of a sudden? And I was like, dude, cat, cat got the alien. <laughs> oh, I didn't get that at all. Oh, I was making said. extensive notes, though, so maybe it was clearer. You were very, like, click, click, click over there. I have to write a lot of shit so we can say all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you loved it. <laughs> um, so he kills Sam. Not, yeah, not Sam. Yeah, Sam. Kills the one that was meant for him. And then she mimes biting the hot poker stick that he's holding in his oh, hand. Yeah, and weird. it sizzles, even though she doesn't touch nope. it. 
or spit on it. There is no moisture hitting this thing. <laughs> this was, again, this is up there with the shower scene for me. is the most ridiculous thing I've seen in a long time. I thought it was weird time. he left the poker in the fire to begin with, but I was like, well, probably come back But she was, that. as an actor, it's like, you got to really go for it. Yeah. If you're going to be like miming to bite something <laughs> in a sort of trying to be sexy and threatening at the same yeah. time. Um, and then she just jumps out a window and is picked up by his friend and they drive off in a bra. Without her shirt. Yeah. Yep. Goes around. equality, right? But then she does have a shirt when we come back to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because equality. Um, he only had to show up for one scene, one scene max. Shellers. So Sam convinces his father to help him go save Mary by parachuting in on a ten-block radius that he's ascertained is where the hive may be, uh, and he goes in with Alex Holland, our friend Keith David. Really cool shot when they parachute in because they're really parachuting in there. Yeah. That was no bullshit. Like, yeah. there's a cameraman parachuting above two people parachuting into a city block hmm. at nighttime. As far as I could tell, I did not look green screen to me. And then they land at a bar. It looked fucking cool. I, I, was, I was impressed with I that. just assumed it was like stock footage from some... Maybe. Something. <laughs> it still it looked cool. <laughs> yeah, it did. And if the shot that I'm saying looks cool in a movie is stock footage, then <laughs> you're writing my review for me once. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then Graves, yeah, sorry, before they leave, uh, Graves, the scientist, gives them a frequency transmitter that hides them from hosts. Just in time. <laughs> no one's weird. been given this before. The no. army wasn't given well, this before. I just came up with at this. At one point before this where Graves is walking around and he goes, look, this is good, but the frequency still isn't right. And he hands it back to another scientist and then it's right before the monkey scene. Okay. So oh, I, I think that. it's your mental. to There's be the like, evolution of this yeah, device. exactly. But Graves is super weird. Like his whole character. He is weird. At one point, uh, Alex says, you know, at the very, very beginning, he's like, oh, you, you know, it seems like you love these aliens so much. You'd like want to fuck them. You know, like, and it's just like, and it's the only abrasive (laughs) language besides fuck Jesus that we hear in this whole thing. And then later on, he like apologizes. I'm sorry I said that thing. Graves is just so like, uh yeah, he's he's super super goofy, eerie, smiley. He looks like he's reacting to something different every time. So when he handed them these transmitters, he almost seems conspicuous. And I was like, what's going on with the weird scientist guy? But there's never anything going on with him. No, he just disappears. He's just a weirdo. Every time he opens his mouth, though, his voice is, like, high-pitched and, yeah. like, you can take advantage of me. And right. Like, yeah. It's just <laughs> very weird. A little like Casey Affleck. Um, <laughs> he's got the weirdest high-pitched voice um, in the entire world. At least you can understand oh, what we'll pass <laughs> um, His little mumbles. Well, should we talk about it tomorrow? Uh, maybe. Um, that was Casey Affleck in the film A Ghost Story <laughs> Pretty much Dead on um, They find There we go Sam gets into the hive Where the aliens are all hooked up to it In a really embarrassing set um, And Sam can seemingly Never close his mouth For that This entire scene I've now the entire him as Sam Karate chap Oh man <laughs> He throws two flash grenades i want to say Something. i don't know what they are because he throws them about a meter away and they don't kill anything so oh. i presume flash grenades and then he shoots mary in the stomach with a trank dart uh and then takes her to a corner in the hive not even out of the it hive it looks like a car to like the an back abandoned seat. car well yeah i didn't know they're in a car until either. suddenly you see one shot of him like throwing something and they're in a car yeah and i was like did they just shoot that in a different location and then just throw <laughs> that edit in there uh, but no, they are in a weird car and he manages to get the thing off of her because, you know, guess what? They do know how to get these things off people. <laughs> no. 
Um, and then they but find kill anybody else yes, around yeah. you. Oh, for sure, exactly. they murder like save the sexy girl, but one person. Yes. Fuck the other guys. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they find basically the alien version of the laboratory where they're testing out things on people. And there's a kid who's still alive, so they rescue him. But in an ensuing firefly, firefly, firefly. In a pod, by the way. And a pod. He looks in something very similar to Invasion of the Body Snatchers pod. Oh yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. That's true. It even has like that kind of like wah 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 sound yep. happening in that room. Um, but yeah, then in a firefight, they lose Keith David, who's just waiting outside doing fuck all for the mud. I don't know what his job was really meant to be. Look like, out. Wait out here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then shots are going off inside. He's like, oh, I feel like I should be doing something. He's like, should <laughs> I go in? Um, setting off explosions. They try to escape with the kid, but they're followed. And of course, Alex, Keith David returns uh, to take them down. With far more charisma than any of these people oh, have yeah. had so far. <laughs> and they were like Rambo. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chopper comes to rescue the kid and Mary while Sam fights with Alex. They kill Alex and get away in the Chopper. Um, I don't really have much to say about that fight unless anyone else does. Hmm. I wrote down that Sam was trying out for the next MacGyver movie. Yes. Oh, well, yeah, we're going <laughs> to. There's yeah. so many roundhouse kicks here. So many. This movie is a lot of different movies. Uh, so from the boy that they find out that yeah he had a disease in his brain that isn't that like they say it's not fatal for three days it's if it's treated within three days it's not fatal to humans which i've never heard of this because it sounds like anything that expands the size of your brain inside of your skull is probably not good for you yeah no matter how many days especially for three days i would think like maybe minutes is what you're looking at before this causes permanent let's give them the benefit of doubt although it was 94 they did not have google so it's possible no one will ever check about this yeah i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt another one daring helicopter escape after this um (laughs) but yeah so then they realized because the aliens are made up of 60 percent brain matter it will kill them and then they can cure the people so this is their bright plan give all people this disease then it will kill the aliens before the people, then save the people quickly. Do you want to talk about how they're going to give the people this disease? And then someone, and this, this is like one scene of like, <laughs> oh, we have to sum everything up. And then someone about, how are we going to spread uh, it? Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. Of course. Mosquitoes. Obviously. No, like, oh, right. But then what are they going to do when there's still these mosquitoes flying around and all the aliens are gone? Still giving people <laughs> Repeatedly giving people brain disease. Well, don't worry. They're army-trained mosquitoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll sure come back and then be like, okay, you can kill me now. I did my job. Oh, my God. <laughs> and all animals will die because mosquitoes will just go and give right? every animal yeah. this brain disease. This is how, like, diphtheria happens. <laughs> um, fucking hell. And then they luck out, really, because someone's like, well, how are you going to get it to all of them? And like, well, it's fine because if we just need really try and clarify this for me they say mosquitoes so i'm imagining this swarm of mosquitoes going out but then they say well if you infect one then we can infect them all someone says that in the room oh i heard the scientist guy says we'll release like groups of mosquitoes over the sun like the hive areas right to get everybody so i didn't get oh they I, make a point of since the alien is one the saying, aliens will all die right if you kill if, if you kill the main yeah, but that's what I didn't understand because they really lost it there. Of like, well, because I think they're meaning if you infect that thing that everyone then hooks up into, oh, if then you it infect will then the main drain one, then. into oh, into what people are hooking hook up. up to. They really mm. needed to clarify that properly because they literally say like, oh, since this is what they meant by they are one, oh, was right. if you infect one, then we kill all of them. I was like, well, so you just infected one in your lab. One, yeah. Does that mean they're all dead now? Are they talking one giant mosquito? <laughs> I know, it's in, like, so you don't need the mosquitoes. Have to train one mosquito to, to then infect. That was my one point. Thing. You got like this dumb 
plot contrivance made dumber by let's use mosquitoes made dumber by then oh we don't even need mosquitoes because we've only got to do one and then people in the background literally do thumbs up to each other and then science sounds (laughs) like a great idea it was so fucking dumb yeah and then you see nothing nothing other than the hive is now just suddenly emptied out right and the whole team go back there to check it out one of the hives oh do they yeah in the back they're like oh when we were investigating one of the hives okay so there's three i guess on that map i guess right um and then you get this emotional thing where because the film just won't end but you think it's gonna oh this will be the last sentence (laughs) nope they just needed one more shot of donald sutherland walking striding into a building with a cane (laughs) and his white hair but it sounds like what were they trying to do here and then she pauses and then dramatically they built their home that's what she says. Well, they were rebuilding their home or something. They said they built their or home. Something, yeah. As in, you know, this is where they wanted to hang out in this fucking dirt pit of a subway station <laughs> or whatever. Where they travel through space and time. In Iowa. I want this one. Uh, but then some debris falls on Sutherland in a very protracted scene. And he exits very quickly. Uh, he falls over. So he's like, like I'm okay, I'm okay. And then the next scene you look at him and he's like, oh, just dusting himself off. He's like, don't touch me, I'm fine. So, and again, in more contrived stuff, he doesn't eat his cane. He steals a chopper. And of course, he's been taken over by what one survived meaning that everything they just said isn't true because others could yeah. have survived but then at the end as we get to it in a second he's like no there's definitely only one don't oh, worry no. we just needed the last scare in the movie <laughs> it was just so I'm flying pointless. a helicopter yeah. <laughs> they then, definitely just like were given this helicopter and they're like we're gonna use it as much as we can too. <laughs> sure. you could tell it was yeah. the same helicopter throughout the entire helicopter movie. and stairs and yep. then Sam turns into die hard and launches himself <laughs> at the chopper which is the second time someone's done that, except yep. he caught he did it. it successfully. He does it Captain America style. I was style. kind of hoping he would do it he again. Would miss it. He would like, His mouth's still open throughout this entire scene. So ridiculous. And then, and then they do this weird thing with Donald Sutherland, because Donald Sutherland's having way more fun in this scene. Like, he's much more enjoyable. The rest of this Laughing. film, I think he's dreadful. I'm just going to say it right now. But he's having lots of fun in this scene. And then he switches the helicopter to autopilot, lets us know. It's like, autopilot. (laughs) And the way that we found out that he was an alien before he steals a helicopter is simply because he does not need his cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though he's just like, I'm fine. Just like, (laughs) happy little elf comes walking out of that thing. And everyone's like, oh, this is normal him. Until someone's like, sir, you forgot your cane. Um, But yeah, then he swaps around to sit and, and talk to his son, Sam. And you're like, here we go. Autopilot. But I was <laughs> like, oh, we're going to get an interesting conversation. I was like, we're going to get what we got earlier. No. Listen, we're going to have a cool, interesting conversation. It looks like Why maybe it's going to happen. Why would you think that at this point? Because <laughs> I thought maybe they can't afford, honestly, the budget for another action scene. But they could. Like, you are, um, all you need is dialogue. They, could, they have had a lot of chances up until this point to have a good... Yep. Dramatic. But these are good writers. Well, I mean, they're not the best writers for dialogue, but they're great thematic writers. And I just couldn't believe nothing, nothing. And if there's no thematic tie-up or anything, <laughs> a shot goes off, they just start fighting at the chopper like every action film of the 80s. And, uh, Obviously cgi And then we learn something, though, from this film, which is that if you lean against a control panel, it blows up. <laughs> Because his father just gets <laughs> he just pushes into this control panel. He just panel. like gently pushes weight on his chest, <laughs> and, and he's like, ah! sparks just start <laughs> flying immediately, and the whole helicopter starts to blow up. Um, and then the alien comes off him; it's killed in the chopper blades. 
Sam, of course, successfully lands to help <laughs> Chopper while trying to figure out how to close his mouth still. <laughs> his Which father's we completely... didn't know up to this point that he even knew how to fly a helicopter. No. I, was I don't really think Donald Sutherland was like, I know anything. how to fly one. MacGyver. Um, yeah, and Donald Sutherland's completely fine. In fact, more than fine. He's the best he's been Maybe this is this just film. an audition tape for Sam's agent where he's like, look, I can do, do everything. Every I can cry in the showers. I will do nudity. I emotional. I will... You think I can't be emotional? I can do it while I roundhouse some girl in the face. Okay? And I can fly helicopters. Give me another movie. Can you close your mouth? Fuck. Oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on that. Okay? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Donald Thurzlund tells us that was the last alien. They all go off grinning, getting kissy-kissy. Uh, Don't get coffee. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then in the last shot, we return to basically the first shot where suddenly it feels like a Spielberg movie again. Yeah. You have basically like the end of Jaws. It's a very typical Spielberg thing, particularly in that time, where you'd have, all right, they finish the scene and then they start talking and mm. having a normal conversation like about small things not about big world blowing up things to bring you back to oh the people really right. and then the camera will pull away and then you hear like the world around them coming in like cars and other people and you realize oh they're in the real world and it's this kind of very smart way to like gradually take the audience away from people and then Spielbergian music will come in and blah 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 and they totally do it here mm. like, they totally, and the credits start rolling yeah and it really works for me. And for a split second, I was like, wait, did I enjoy this movie? Because this ending's really cool. <laughs> I think you did bookends well I think well I like this. Yeah. Like it starts well, it ends well, but in the middle. <laughs> Instead of this mash, mesh of like X-Files, Die Hard, Body Snatchers, and then some Spielberg shit thrown in. Yeah. And then some like Shin Godzilla just office meetings as but well. But I still, even in this last dialogue transition that, or transaction that happens between Sam and Mary... I'm still not even really getting their love, like their infatuation even with no. each other. Mm-mm. Because she even tells him, I now know everything about you. Yeah. Because I've learned all of this from being in this high, like attached to this entity. And he's like, haha, well, that's not fair because I don't really know anything about you. And I was like, if you know absolutely every thought this dude has ever had, you're like, Oh, it's fine. You'll catch up with me in like 30 to 40 years. You're basically just saying like, we're now going to be together forever. Yeah. And it was so weird. I was like, I wouldn't want to be with somebody who knew every thought I'd ever no. had. No, definitely not. Super creepy and like holds that over but you. But maybe you would if your thoughts are mostly. <laughs> She'd be pretty if she just unbuttoned her blouse one <laughs> She would just bend And he's like, yeah, stuff. she did it. Yeah. I love her. Oh. <laughs> 8.5 million it made. Yeah. Not, not a lot, but, you know. Yeah, but we don't know what it costs. A lot. Yeah, I don't know much what it costs. Um, but not bad, considering the 20th, the 20th biggest film of that year was, was The Specialist, and that made 60 million. So, like, one-sixth of that is pretty yeah. good, to be honest. I mean, how much does it cost to rent a helicopter? <laughs> Because that's really all they had to do. Maybe they sent Donald in and they were like, oh, ask for true. the favor. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. He just goes in and he's like, take your shirt off and give me a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Anything you need. Yes, Mr. Sutherland, <laughs> sir. Anything you want. So, 
yeah, this guy never made another theatrical movie again. Done tons of uh, TV movies and stuff. Oh, we should also talk about the fact that in the end, everyone ends up with cool alien back tattoos. Yeah, oh, they do. that's true. They have like a little mushroom man or that who's got that tattoo. Oh, dude. <laughs> someone who really loves this movie when they're oh, a teenager man. or whatever, and if they went and got do, it. When I'm gonna get. Please send photos. Please send it to us. We are tessellate at outlook.com. Your back tattoo. Even if, if it's a tramp stamp, even better. Yeah. Be hilarious. <laughs> so you're like, no, I got it, but I just got it as a tramp stamp. So I want it to be cool in the I 90s. Think, I think whichever way is a tramp stamp. Uh-uh. Um, oh. Not true. Nope. So, when we finish... Well, no, I'll tell you what. Like, yeah. Let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. I don't have much more time. But I don't have more energy. That's true. I need some food. How... Yeah. Do you guys feel, I mean, it's definitely, here's the thing for me, I at least feel validated and that's why I wanted us to talk about it, is that this is definitely a Body Snatchers movie. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I would, you know, in, in many ways, you could argue this is the purest Body Snatchers movie because it's based on the book that Body Snatchers stole everything from. And I really mean that, like so much stuff, it's, yeah. it definitely stole. Right. Um, in my opinion, the majority of it, I mean, some of it you're looking at a different angle, having aliens that can actually talk to you gives birth to some really cool dramatic things you could do right body snatches would never really have that with the way mm-hmm. it does the same is. um but so they do do slightly different angles of it i do think with body snatches they kind of improved a lot of the mechanics the slow burn aspect of it the pods the, a lot of the rules and stuff like that i think were more interesting mm-hmm. um as they gradually define them more with the body snatches from film to film but there's definitely yeah the, i think there's a place if we're including the faculty this has to be one of them yeah well. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Where does it fit for you then, guys? How did you like the Puppet Masters 9094? Let's start with Ali. <laughs> it's better than the other 94 one. Okay. For sure. Um, it's worse than all the other ones. <laughs> okay. End the conversation. Uh, there we go. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just, why, what did you like about this one more than the other 94 one? What did I like more about it? Yeah, why is it, why did you like this one more? Because I, oh, that uh, I mean, as much as this Sam dude had his mouth open the whole time, he was much better than CW vampire actor from the first one, who would just show up and like have his chin to his chest and like gaze up at you through his eyebrows, and you're like, you are not in a photo shoot right now <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um. I thought they like I like I really like the idea of communicating with the aliens and I was excited for that and I wish they had played with that more of like the aliens would randomly find ways to send them messages and they're constantly being threatened and you know mm-hmm. anything to like you could use that a lot there's a lot of opportunity with that yeah. which sucks that they didn't take advantage of it much but it's it's a cooler idea than anything in the other 94 one so <laughs> that's it that's it that's yeah i don't i think i gave the other one like a three five fuck what no just, just yeah all right love <laughs> where, yeah. Do you, where do you go from that um oh, four, four. <laughs> well we address Math. all of these we're like so normally with these franchise podcasts we do a podcast that's extra one at the end where we reflect on the whole series and stuff we're not gonna do that with this because this isn't a franchise as such but at the end of the next last podcast we will go back and just yeah put everything in order for what order we think right we yeah. like things uh do you have anything else to say Ali, or should i move on no okay. that's it no. Right. i'm done watson um i definitely 
share the same opinion in ranking um, for it being number two as like it's in much terms of number worse. two good? <laughs> no, number two starting worse. at the oh, <laughs> second. Yeah, I don't know how to say that without the being first confusing. worst one. This second is the worst. second worst second one. Worst. <laughs> yes. Um, just a because it has Donald Sutherland in it, um, <laughs> and honestly. Until we sat down and you guys started talking and like pointing out to me how why this movie isn't great, I was like, oh, I kind of liked it. Like, <laughs> I had a good time. It was funny, even if it wasn't meant to be funny. Um, I liked that there were different tropes. I liked, honestly, I was like, oh, cool. They're like face grabbers. And so it was like kind of fun. It was almost like uh, very nostalgic um, watching it right now. I don't know how I would have felt if I would have actually watched it in 94. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know. I had a good time. The MacGyver guy was way over the top. Donald <laughs> Sutherland was not in his best form. But it was like, oh, cool. Donald Sutherland's on another invasion-y sort of movie. Uh, Homeward Bound Kid was in it. That was cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just, I had a fun ride with it. So it, it, it it's not good, but it was fun to yeah, watch it. Yeah, you enjoyed it. That's cool. No, I had a good time. That's fun. But yeah, I thought they were like like you were, we've been discussing. I thought there was so much more they could have done that would have made it a lot more interesting. And you know, I would have praised it a lot more had they like even just one of those scenes like really come through with it and yeah. nailed something with it. But yeah, they all felt flat. I feel you should tweet at the director to let know you enjoyed this movie. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> probably doesn't will. happen very often for him. I'll be like, I thought your movie was okay. <laughs> I had a fun. Thumbs up. Was I decent. I laughed at the guy in the shower. <laughs> he was hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not the same as you two. I thought this... I watch a lot of X Files too, though. So maybe I used to love the X Files. I really enjoyed it because no, of that. but that's what I wanted it to be. Right. It was as good as the X Files, and no, that's my problem. No is like I'm not saying it's as good. I started thinking this could actually be cool for about a scene, and then after the opening credits, I was like, I don't like any of these characters yeah. and this lead guy is he really going to be a lead guy and then it threw me around from place to place and i was really just confused with what was going on none of the directing was remotely interesting the cinematography wasn't interesting the score was cool in places um i just and then yeah there are these scenes that could be great and then it just makes it even more annoying because you're like well it's clearly just something there in that source material yeah and i have no idea maybe not but uh i would presume there's more meaty stuff going on there in the source material. I do you want to read the book? Yeah, yeah. I'm now intrigued with reading the book, and yeah. uh, maybe we'll talk about that on a regular show, or if they do, because at some point they'll make another version of Body Snatchers. We'll have to come back and True. we can read talk about it. There. We'll have to um, read. <laughs> <laughs> you just said read. you wanted to, but now that you told me I have to, <laughs> I'll read it out loud. We'll get together Aww. once a week and we'll take turns nice. reading out loud. It'll be great. That could be Story a podcast time. that no one will listen to. <laughs> um, Audio books. <laughs> Audible by <laughs> This was this was my least favorite by far mm. so far. I thought this was miles what? worse than the other nineties one. Uh, the other nineties one, like I really liked the concept of it, and you then just it liked had... the girl. Yeah, the girl was cool, but no, it had like real <laughs> style to it. There's a zero hair. style. It I had liked her hair. it had mood to it, and as a problem, this had no mood. And I'm a big sucker for mood. Like if you're making a horror film, I want to feel that there's a world I'm going into. With this, I just felt like there were numerous sets that mm -hmm. I was going into and then some empty dumb streets. Um, this it had very little going for it for me other than, yeah, the story, there's something cool there. But everything that they filmed <laughs> did nothing for me. Um, it was just confusing 
muddled, didn't make any sense. I thought Donald Sutherland, other than at the end when he was having fun finally, just looked really bored and I don't know what he was doing. Um, I thought the guy, I actually thought the lead girl was okay, to be honest. I didn't think she was great, but she was passable. Um, but yeah. She's no scully. It's my least favorite so far, for sure. Um, wait, and it's the only one that I've not seen before, so I was really hoping I'd find a little body snatchers gem that I've missed <laughs> out on, so I really bummed nope. out. Really bummed out. So, yes, that is the end of our fifth body snatchers podcast. We'll wait, be... can we talk about two of my favorite quotes, both yeah. said by Donald Sutherland? Yes, you can. So the first one is, put the gun down slowly and take off your shirt. (laughs) And the second one is, well, the alien life form is loose in the building. (laughs) Amazing lines. Those are pretty good good lines. lines. Those are pretty, pretty good lines. so good. I'm using the second one for sure. I'm going to figure out. And it's the kid from the spaceship. Get him off the car. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Get him off the car. I've had more fun talking about this movie than I did watching it. That's (laughs) And I would still recommend everybody checks out the shower scene. And then the, yeah. her biting thin air. <laughs> so weird. Uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple of days' time with our last podcast where we'll be talking about the 2007 Nicole Kidman uh, film, The Invasion, uh, which had a very rocky production history, which I'm looking forward to talking about. And it'll be our final part of the series. Uh, How many roundhouse kicks are in this next one? Oh, well, I don't know. We'll have to count. We should have a little meter. I'm excited. Um, could have been a drinking game there could well be a few because well we'll get into it there's an interesting it was the, this it, movie could be a drinking game oh for sure oh, man. <laughs> every time someone takes a top off or says take or your says, top take off, your top off. <laughs> or every time Both. this guy kicks somebody or punches them in the face <laughs> right so, <laughs> until next time we will be back please go on to uh the itunes type in we are geeks um uh, if you're listening to us in the future then we have all of our channels sorted out. So just subscribe to whatever you want. <laughs> subscribe to our horror channel where you're going to get the Friday 13th podcast, Nightmare on Elm Street, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which we're about to start after this. Ooh. Child's Play, all that fun. Um, Chucky. Yeah, which is Chucky. Yeah. Chucky's cool. And then you could uh, also subscribe to our regular weekly podcast just called Geeks, where we talk about topical games and movie news that comes out every Tuesday. Uh, and then we do some other weird stuff. We talk about all of Danny Boyle's films. Um, we have a lot of subsidiary podcasts that occasionally happens called Hollywood and Wine, run by our friend Adrian. Uh, so yeah, just head over, type in We Are Geeks on iTunes. You'll see all of our channels. Pick the ones you want. Subscribe. Please leave us a rating. It does help us. Uh, you can follow me on all the social medias, Mr. Al White. And you can talk to Katie Watson. At Watson Dearest on Twitter. And I want someone to get like send me a mean tweet. Right. That's like my new life goal after we talk to someone today who's like, I got my first mean tweet. You want like, a stranger? To one. clarify, you want a stranger. <laughs> then you can I'll, read I'll them out on the no, show. No, not you. I want it from somebody I don't know. Right. We'll read them out. Just if, really random. If they come through. And make it good. At like, Dearest don't Watson. Don't waste it. At Watson Dearest. Oh, at Watson Dearest. Sorry. Don't mess them up. <laughs> you got to get ubiquitous. You got different yeah, ones. Dearest Watson's going to get my mean tweet. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Like, God. you want them to close their accounts, you can take that one. <laughs> Well, yeah, but if Dearest Watson's listening to this, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Allie, where can people not send you mean tweets? You can't tweet. Well, you can't. I have a Twitter. I just don't ever get on it. So if you so tweet me, I'm mean not tweets. gonna see it. You won't be You're faced. Just, gonna get on it just one day send like, mean oh things God. to my Instagram instead. Everyone hates me. Um, my Instagram is Allie Sue. Excellent. All right. Until next week. Take your tops off. Kicks. <laughs> <Geeks. laughs>